You've tuned into a mega church. We are a people hungry to encounter God through worship and His Word, being witnesses to the world around us. We pray this teaching blesses you and trust God will reveal Himself to you in a new way today. And if you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or to find out more about Omega, head to our website or Facebook page through the links below. Hallelujah. I will I will repeat I will I will say what to say and then you can repeat after me. We will begin with a different proclamation today. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. One more time and louder. Isn't it cool? That summarizes our aspiration, summarizes our hope, and summarizes what we are living for. And the churches have uh, uniformly across many denominations, they have made this proclamation. And it's really awesome proclamation. And uh, today we are going to continue our study on Second Peter, chapter 3, verses 8 to 10. Sorry. Chapter 3, verses 8 to 10. So verse 8 reads, But do not forget this one thing. Now why does Peter talk like that? Do not forget this one thing. That means he wants us to remember. What is it that he wants us to remember? He says, Dear friends, with the Lord a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. You heard about this statement several times. What does it mean? A day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. Since two days, I'm breaking my head to interpret this verse. <laughs> I have read several commentaries and poured out my heart and said, God, I need you to teach me. And last night when I did everything and I said, it's enough of my preparation and I started praying, the light came into my heart. What he's trying to say here is there are two kinds of people there. One is God, other is man. What is one day for man is different for God. And what is one day for God is different for man. It cannot be mean the same thing for the same category, you know. Usually when we talk to people, we say, let's compare apples with apples. What we are meaning, what we mean to say is that you cannot compare two different categories. So God is in a different realm. He lives in an eternal realm. An infinite realm. For him, a day means different. And we human beings, for us, a day is defined by sunrise and sunset and next day sunrises, you know, 24 hours, that's one day for us. But for God, one day is, could be longer. So Peter is just talking about this from, um, there is a verse in the Old Testament, that is Psalm chapter, verse, uh, chapter 90, verse 4. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by. Or like a watch in the night. So he's basically trying to tell what the psalmist has said, but in his own words he's putting it in a different way. So it's very original. He's not copying anybody. But he must have derived from the inspiration from the psalmist. And he says, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. So our 1,000 days, years can be like a day for the Lord. And one day for the Lord can be a thousand years for us. Because they are two different categories. 
particularly when is it so difficult for us you tell the child to wait you tell the child to wait you wait for 3 hours i'll give you a chocolate those 3 3 hours will be like 3 days or 3 weeks or 3 months for him because he wants it now the moment you hear the word chocolate he says i want it now you know it can be relative the word is very relative word there and peter is he trying to escape from trying to put a puzzle puzzle kind of a statement and escape from the responsibility about the second coming of christ no even when he says a thousand years are like a day we are it is nearly 2000 years since he said these words two days are over <laughs> according to him there's a funny story i mean a joke about uh, this kind of a thing a guy had an opportunity to talk to god so he told god god is it true that to you a billion years is like a second god said yes then the guy said god is it true that to you a billion dollars is like a 1 cent god said yes then guy said god can i have 1 cent what he wants is a billion dollars god said sure just a second well that uh, long time ago i i heard that uh, joke but then when i was reading about this i was reminded so i had to look on the net to, to find the joke <laughs> anyway so yeah there is for us when we are waiting when we are in trouble when we are in pain when we are in hoping for something to happen a good things to happen we are waiting for promises to be fulfilled time stretches it's very long it's very very long and particularly i remember when i was uh, waiting to be married i met seema in 1984 but i married in 1992 so eight years were very long time there were so many times i said lord do you know what is 24 hours for you what it, what 24 hours is to me is does that just mean to you same thing how long how long you i am no i'm sure all of you identify with me when it when, uh, what it means to be waiting But I tell you, one of the best kept secrets of Christian life is learning to wait. The people who learn to wait are the ones who will learn to be successful in life, because you are not disappointed, because you are not discouraged, because you are not going to give up very soon, because you know how to wait upon the Lord. Because when you wait upon the Lord, you will be, you will receive your strength. You will receive your strength. So here, what is? Peter trying to talk about he's talking about the second coming of Christ. So last uh, message I have told you how uh, people was coughing where is he coming where is coming things are going on as as usual from the beginning of creation nothing is changed where is he going to come where is where is he going to show up but now he says our time scale and his time scale are different and the scripture says his thoughts are not our thoughts his ways are not our ways so we need to learn to think like god align with his thinking align with his timeline because in the scripture you have so many things to talk about when god spoke to abraham he said your descendants will be slaves in egypt for 480 years and probably people must have forgotten no one must have remembered it but when joseph goes and then becomes the prime minister of egypt and then the entire family of uh, jacob moves to Uh, Egypt they get settled there and they multiply until they see them as a problem not as a blessing and they begin to torture them begin to trouble them 
and the slavery was very very difficult time for them but then those 400 years 400 plus years was a long time for israelites to receive their freedom but was god late in acting the scripture says the lord kept awake on that night of, of passover until the last person left egypt is his timetable he was right for israelites it was painful to wait so whatever you are going through whatever you are going through sometimes you are wanting to buy a house and you are discouraged saying how long or you are looking for a job and it is being delayed and it's and you're saying how long to wait and you're looking for a breakthrough in your health and you're crying out how how long god never delays he has done everything required for us to receive our blessing so with respect to the second coming of christ what what should we know is that that now we are in the end of the end times beginning of the end of the end times has begun god spoke to me in the year 2016 and it fulfilled in the year 2019 Uh, with regard to the elections of Israel and right now again they have ele- had elections and they are waiting the for the, I mean Netanyahu to form the government is negotiating with different parties but the point is we are in the beginning we have already entered the end times but the scripture talks about different kinds of end times when did it begin when jesus came into the world and he lived a life for 33 year and half years and then he died and he was buried and he was raised up from the dead and he ascended to the father the end times has been inaugurated particularly on the day of pentecost because joel says in the last days is going to pour out a spirit which peter said was fulfilled on the day of pentecost he stood up and re- interpreted joel 228 saying this is what is written and that is what you are seeing now happening today and we are, we are the holy spirit is being poured out so the last days has been inaugurated on the day of pentecost we have been living in the last days but now we have come to the beginning of the end of the end times has begun that's what the lord spoke to me in 2016 so we have stepped into the end of the end times and we know how many things have gone from 2019 we we have we have a landmark uh, phrase covid-19 that talks about you will never forget the year so that is the beginning of the end of the end times and then you have got this war the russia invading ukraine and many other things are going in the world right now which definitely fit the category to say we are in the end of the end times scripture talks about many things matthew chapter 24 verse 14 good news must be preached to all in the world every creature must hear the good news and then the end comes christ will appear second coming now i was just trying to find information on the net how how many people are reached we have nearly 7.7 billion people in the world nearly and every day it keeps increasing 4.3 billion are yet to be reached with the gospel of christ many people go to christian school for 10 10 years 12 years 13 years and they don't hear the name of christ and what he did for them so if we take into account such kind of things half the population nearly 40% of the population of the world have not heard the name of christ yet the point i'm trying to drive home is the end times is not a concept it's not a uh, an exciting thing you are looking forward for it's not like a um, when you promise a child we are going to have a movie night he keeps looking forward to it 
he dreams about popcorn all kinds of things so we are not thinking about second coming in that sense the second coming is both a promise and a condition you have to play your role in the second coming of christ when that gospel is preached to every creation every every creature then the end will come and christ will come what is your role what is my role our role is to preach the gospel are there people around us where we we we, we run into them we meet with them we sit with them and we have coffee with them sometimes we go to movies with them but we have never opened our mouth and shared about jesus christ to them if you want to hasten his coming if you want to make his coming appear very soon we need to be doing this business of sharing the gospel evangelism is the mandate for the church given by christ when he rose again from the dead when he appeared to the disciples he said all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on the earth therefore preach the gospel heal the sick cast out demons raise the dead that's the commission that has been given unto us and when he gave it he is expecting the church to be a dynamic church not a dead church that commission comes with a dynamism is not a dead church what is how, how how is your life what kind of life are we living are you living in that kind of fulfilling the commission of christ are you preaching the gospel are you healing the sick are you raising the dead if these things are not being done that means we are a lukewarm christians we are lukewarm christians we are not fulfilling the purpose for which god has called us matthew 24:6 wars and rumors of war is it happening yes matthew 24 23 24 false messiahs and false prophets are they are they there in the world today yes there are many false prophets are there many false messiahs are there and john chapter 2 verse 8 one uh, john chapter 2 verse 8 antichrist will appear he when john the apostle wrote he said many of them are already there but antichrist the antichrist the many antichrist there will be one the antichrist the end one the last one who will rise up against christ who will rise up against everything called god and that is going to happen in the future it's not yet fulfilled and matthew 24 verse 29 sun will be darkened the moon will give no light the stars will fall from the sky powers in the heavens will be shaken that means principalities powers rulers of darkness are going to be shaken sun will be darkened moon will not give its light i was thinking about it how to understand these words the last two weeks i was following the news you know there are two things um, in the sky which man has put one is hubble telescope and the recent one is a james webb telescope now james webb telescope is doing amazing things it's sending back pictures of the galaxies and the nebulae and then is capturing pictures of many many things which are far distant some uh, millions of uh, billions of light years away they even captured what happened 11 billion 11 billion years ago they are able to capture it now for one week how that star exploded and what was happening all the intricacies and the beauty they were capturing it and when i was following that news i read about something called white dwarf d w a r f dwarf white dwarf planet what is it it is like a um, it is a, a star like our sun is also a star our sun is also a star there are some which are 500 times thousand as bigger than the sun 
and when that sun explodes and the outer layer is burnt up it dies sorry yeah so since oh according to the scientists they say about 13.5 billions or something by billion of years ago i will talk to you personally because it's not something i can quickly answer in uh, one sentence but yeah yeah i will talk to you personally i mean i'll in brief i, I will also answer you briefly because i don't want others to think that i don't have an answer okay <laughs> genesis 1 in the beginning <laughs> god created heavens and the earth and genesis chapter chapter 1 verse 2 the earth was without shape void so what people many theologians say is between chapter 1 verse 1 and chapter 1 verse 2 something happened and that between 1 1 and 1 2 there's a huge gap we have no idea how big is the gap but when god created heavens and the earth it was all beautiful but it is i think connected with satan's fall and when he fell on earth he has brought destruction upon this earth and it became void without shape without anything it was filled with water and it became a deluge and the spirit of the lord was hovering over the waters and he brought about creation again so it is difficult for us to understand everything so i am not trying to put science in conflict with the bible or bible in conflict with the science that's not my purpose here but what i feel is there certain things we cannot understand one of the thing that's the reason why peter also says here one day is like a thousand years and thousand years is like a one day so when we understand that our concept of time and god's concept of time are two different things if we understand that it will solve our problem to understand the timeline of history of the earth i hope that helps but i will talk to you again cool so the white dwarf what happens is when the when the star dies it becomes just like a dead star but it doesn't just end it took, it takes billions of years to cool down but in the process of cooling down what it does is it it attracts the planets that are surrounding it that are going around about it and those planets when they are coming closer they explode and becomes like dust and that dust settles upon that dwarf white dwarf planet now what i'm trying to say is that a day will come when this sun that's burning bright is going to die and when that happens this earth is uh, earth and the mars and the venus and the jupiter and all other planets are going to be sucked up by the sun and they will disappear this is science i'm talking i'm not talking about imagination this is just science and the scripture does not give you lot of details but it says sun will lose its brightness it will become dark and moon will lose its uh, light so that means a day is going to come according to the scientists this sun is going to last another 5 billion years but according to me according to the bible we don't have so much of time it will be sooner it will be much sooner when christ comes these are the things that are going to happen so science is only a tool you know to it's like a, a blind man trying to walk with a stick so the science is just like a stick you try to find your way but sometimes it's not entirely clear it's not like getting eyes and seeing so uh, that's my view of it i can be right and wrong i am not wanting to debate about it either so that's what it is 
So uh, if that is what is going to happen, it, these things are going to happen. The scripture says, um, sun will be darkened, the moon will give no light, stars will fall from the sky, powers in the heaven will be shaken. Stars from the sky are going to fall on earth. Um, I mentioned earlier, if any heavenly object with a one kilometer diameter is going to come and hit the earth, we are going to be finished. Every life will disappear. Every tree will disappear, every human being, every animal, every sea creature, everything will disappear. So we are not really very strong, um, we are not in a very strong position. I do not know why these big powers like uh, uh, Biden or Putin don't see that. They have to open their eyes to see that they do not have power. Their nuclear weapons are nothing. And the end of the world is not going to be because of human nuclear weapons. It's going to be because God pushes the button. Because it is God who has the last word to say. These people can have nuclear weapons, but they cannot use it unless God allows it. And God says he is the one who is going to come put an end to the world. So we look to Jesus Christ to come and push the button, not these people. So Second <clears throat> Peter 3, 3-4, to they will be those who mock the promise of Jesus coming. Is it happening now? There are many people like that who say, oh, where is Jesus coming? You, you Christian guys talk about Jesus coming. Where is he coming? When is he going to come? It's already 2022 years. Revelation chapter 13, 16 to 18. People will receive the mark of the beast. This is about the end times. So these are going to happen in the future. It's not yet fulfilled. People will turn away and embrace demonic teachings. Now this is very important. In the church, when the church fails to teach right kind of teaching, they will embrace demonic teaching. That's the reason why we have this Bible teaching week after week after week. Why do we need to study the Bible? Just because we need to grow in the knowledge of the word and so that you will be informed when you see the demonic teaching, you must be able to recognize it. When it is one kilometer away, you must be able to smell it. That happens when you are informed with the word. So that's why Omega is committed to teach the word week after week after week. Luke chapter 21 verse 11. Great earthquakes, famines, plagues in, in many places is going to happen. So uh, we made a proclamation. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. As surely as Christ has come, so surely he's going to come. It is a certainty. It is certain he's going to come. It's certain. It's not, there are no two ways about it. He is definitely coming. But meanwhile, what happens is there are two kinds of categories of people. One with faith, one without faith. The people with faith, their, their heart is oriented to eternity. Say with me, people with faith have their hearts oriented to eternity. What happens to the other people, though without faith? They are children of time. Say they are children of time. What is this? What does it mean? Children of time are the ones who live for the moment. They, they indulge in satisfying their lusts, their desires, their appetites. They are completely earthbound. And they, whatever they see, whatever they hear, whatever they do is completely to satisfy their self. But the people of faith, 
their hearts are oriented towards eternity. They look to God, to Jesus Christ, who is seated by the right hand of the Father. And they are aligned with his mind, aligned with his plans, aligned with his will, aligned with his purposes. That is how we have to be living. People of faith. That is how we have to be living. But the other thing that we need to understand is why, why God's concept of time is different from our concept of time. He, his concept of time is different because he is a merciful God. God who, who abounds in forbearance. He is waiting for everybody to turn to Christ. He is waiting for everybody to be saved. That's the reason why he is delaying. That's his nature. In Exodus chapter 34 verse 6, when God passed before Moses, between the, when, he, when he asked him to hide between the, between the cleft of the rock, he made all his goodness pass before him, making the proclamation, Jehovah passed before him and proclaiming, Jehovah, Jehovah, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and truth. That is his nature. He is God who is gracious, who is merciful, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness and truth. How many words are used to describe his patience? How many words are used to describe his forbearance? Because he is, by nature, God who is merciful. Because of his mercy, we are alive today. Habakkuk says in chapter 2, verse 3, for still the vision awaits its appointed time, it hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it, it will surely come, it will not delay. What God says will come to pass. Though it looks like it's delayed, it's not going to be delayed forever. Now we are stepped into the end of the end times, it's going to be very soon he will come back. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 37 says, yet a little while and the coming one will, will come and will not delay. The purpose of delay is compassion, that every one of us may be saved. There are many people who do not, hear, do not know Christ. They do not believe him. Just uh, the, uh, the last week we were in Sydney, and uh, we were not able to go anywhere because I was sick. But uh, one day we went out to uh, look at the uh, CBD. And then uh, we were waiting on George Street. And my friend said, have you heard stories about George Street? I said, yeah. This is the street, he said. What's the story about George Street? There used to be an evangelist, a Baptist evangelist. And he used to surprise thousands of people. One of the things he said to himself is, God, give me grace to share the gospel with 10 people every day. How many people? Ten people. And he will suddenly show up on the street, bump a leaflet in your hand, and say, excuse me, sir, have you been, are you saved? If you die tonight, will you go to heaven? And put the leaflet in the hand and disappear. He has done it for 40 years. On the day when he's sick, he will not show up but he'll compensate for it on other days. So for 40 years, how many people would have reached? You do the math. But he became old. And one man who was confronted by this, he was always known as a little man with gray hair. Everybody talks about a little man with a gray hair. So this little man with gray hair, he has bumped into a sailor who was completely stone drunk. 
and they had a big party on the thing on the ship and he walked into sydney and he was on the street when he came to george street this man comes puts the leaflet in his hand and says excuse me sir are you saved if you die tonight will you go to heaven and disappears and this guy didn't know what to do with this information immediately his drunken stupor was just gone in one flash like an atomic bomb and then he went back to the ship found a chaplain and talked to him what does this old little man tell me what does it mean the chaplain explains to him the plan of salvation he fell on his knees and received the lord and the story goes on like there for so many people who have been touched but in his life there are people who rejected him as well but the people who accepted him are numerous people have been have accepted people as far as the uk have come to sydney because this man met this man they have been saved it's an encounter of few seconds encounter of few seconds why am i telling you this story when i was waiting on that sydney uh, sorry on uh, george street when i when i reminded myself about the story i told the lord one thing lord i came to sydney i not preached here to anyone i not prayed for many people only two families i i was able to talk to and i said i not done much but i want you to do one thing for me put that spirit that you put up on the little gray haired man upon me i want to preach the gospel i want to share the gospel lord let me not grow cold put that spirit upon me put the spirit upon me this is what my cry on the street sima is there friends were there they don't know what is happening i was sitting there eating chips but i'm praying in my heart god pour out the spirit that you put upon that old gray haired man i want to share the gospel when we do each one of us do that second coming will be hesitant christ will come soon will you take the challenge this morning to share the gospel with somebody if you can't share the gospel with 10 people can you share with at least one person at least with one person it doesn't take long just to say excuse me sir are you saved if you die tonight will you go to heaven very simple but very powerful it changed so many have become pastors so many have become missionaries by that one sentence by that one sentence may the lord help us to connect with that idea of sharing the gospel because we are partners you are saved with a purpose and that is to expect and particularly for us this generation my understanding is that you will not die but you will be transformed when christ appears in the sky is there any excitement to hear the statement amen, amen. you will not see death but you will be transformed when christ appears that's our hope at the same time there's a responsibility to preach the gospel take the challenge ezekiel chapter 33 verse 11 says say to them as i live declares the lord god i have no pleasure in the death of the wicked but that the wicked turn from his way and live turn back turn back from your evil ways for why will you die o house of israel ezekiel says a similar kind of things in ezekiel chapter 18 verse 23 and verse 32 and again here in 33 verse 11 three times he talks about it the lord has no pleasure in the death of wicked people if the lord is has no pleasure in the death of the wicked people how will they be saved how will they be saved how will they be saved 
unless we open our mouth and say those few words to say, excuse me, sir, are you saved? If you die tonight, will you go to heaven? We need to be very proactive if, the, if we want Christ to come back. Mark chapter 13 verse 10 says, and the gospel must first be preached to all nations. There's so much of force in those few words. The force of the gospel has always been eschatological. That means it's connected with the second coming. You must have believed in Jesus, but you may not be thinking about second coming of Christ. But I tell you, you are saved with a purpose so that you will not see the second death. You are saved with a purpose that you will preach the gospel. You are saved with a purpose that many others will not go to hell because you know, because you have the light, that light has to shine on somebody else and take them from, pull them from hell into heaven. There's a huge responsibility on each one of us. And how does he come? He's going to come like a thief, he writes here. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, verse 10. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. The earth and everything in it will be laid bare. So first thing is the day of the Lord will come like a thief. Now, where did Peter get this idea? You may be wondering. These are the same the words of our Lord Jesus Christ himself. He himself says in Matthew 24 verse 43, But know this, that if the master of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So Peter has heard those words from the master. He is now writing it to the, um, the people of the church. The Lord, day of the Lord is going to become like a thief. What is like a thief? Why would Christ want to compare himself with a thief? Thief is not a good profession at all. <laughs> I mean, stealing is not a good profession at all. But what is he trying to compare here is the suddenness and unexpected way they, are, they come and take away your things. So many things happen in Christ as I heard during evening news hour. Everybody's glued to the TV. And then the guys know when the TV is flashing, then they walk around your house, they know whether you are in this side of the room or that side of the house. And they know that you are sitting this side of the house because the light is flashing from the screen. They'll enter from this side of the house and take away your things and go. And when you get, when your news is finished, you go, then you have another news there. Your house is broken into. That's how thieves attack. But when Christ comes, he will come at a time when you are not expecting. That's what it, the message is. So the question that we have here is, here um, um, Peter writes, the heavens will disappear with a roar. You have certain things, when you use the words, you use certain things in combination. Hissing like a snake. What is that? Swishing of a blade. You are doing sword fight and you hear a sound. You know, the swishing. So, in English you got a word to describe it. Whether you don't know whether you heard it or not. Anamatopia is something that you you just imitate. It's like a, uh, it's like a, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a parrot, you know, it's, uh, parrot is doing something. Or when you say meow, you know who, what I'm referring to. You know, it's a cat. 
because it's, uh, that's how it, it makes the noise. So that is called anamotopic word. So he is using that figure of speech here. When he says, the heavens will disappear with a roar. It's like a roaring sound. It's like a roaring sound. It's going to disappear. The elements will be destroyed by fire and earth and everything will be laid bare. So the question here is, is everything going to disappear? Then what is the hope of Christians? I do not want you to be unaware of you, brothers, that we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth. What are we looking forward for? New heaven and a new earth. I will read some scriptures for you. Revelation chapter 6 verse 14. The sky vanished like a scroll that is being rolled up and every mountain and island was removed from its place. So some people think that this earth is going to be renewed. When Adam sinned, God put a curse upon this planet. He put a curse on the snake, the deceived Eve. He put a curse upon the woman because she ate the fruit first. And he put a curse upon the man because he ate the fruit from the wife. And he put a curse upon the ground. Cursed are you. From now onward, thorns and thieves will come out of it. With the sweat of your brow, you will eat the fruit of it. So the work has come as a blessing, not as a really curse. Without work, what are you going to do? You've got work that makes you your day tick and goes by, your life goes by. So anyway, people think because it is cursed, it is going to be renewed when Christ comes back. That is one school of thought. In, in Paul writes in uh, Romans chapter 8 that the whole creation is waiting and groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. So when, the, when you and I are being manifested as sons of God, daughters of God, then the earth is going to be liberated. When you are liberated, the earth is going to be liberated. That curse is going to be cancelled. That curse is going to be reversed. So some people say that this earth is going to be renewed. It's just like um, you're going to be made new all over. But some people think that it's going to disappear. And then in book of Revelation again you see in chapter 20 verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne on him who was seated on it. From his presence earth and sky fled away. And no place was found for them. Revelation chapter 21 verse 1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. So what are we looking forward for? For a new heaven and new earth to come down. New Jerusalem to come down. We are going to be living there new in the new Jerusalem. Where God himself is going to be there. And we are going to live with him. He's going to be in our midst. That's our hope. Do you want to argue about whether it's going to be renewed or going to be a completely new creation? I don't want to waste my time on it. If you believe in Jesus, you will be with God forever and ever. Whether it's renewed or it's a new creation, it doesn't matter. We will be there. We will be there. So to sum up this thing, a wise pastor said, a wise pastor said, we should move from arrangements committee to invitation committee. You don't go arranging whether the earth is going to be renewed or going to be completely new creation. Don't worry about it. You move into that committee to invite Christ. Invite Christ. Invite Christ. Live with an expectation 
live holy life in the following verses he will talk about it since everything will be destroyed in this way what kind of people ought you to be you ought to be holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of god and speed its coming and speed its coming when you live a holy life when you are preaching the gospel you are speeding its coming that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and elements will melt in the heat but in keeping with his promise we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth the home of righteousness that is our hope that's our hope i am glad he didn't come 50 years ago why i was saved 45 years ago if christ had come 50 years ago i would have been a sinner and i'll have to go to hell every one of us will tell a different time If you have been saved only 10 years ago, you will be saying, I am glad he didn't come 10 years ago, 11 years ago. If you have been Christian for 20 years, you will say, I am glad he didn't come 25 years ago. There are many people who are still waiting to be saved. Many people, 40% of the world population is waiting to be saved. They have not heard the name of Christ. I want you to respond to that situation this morning. What is your response? what is your response don't go on looking at your problems don't go on uh, live for your problems don't be earth bound heaven bound let your heart be aligned with christ let your heart be aligned with christ the people of the earth their heart is earth bound they are time bound but we are eternity bound shall we pray father i thank you for your word thank you that you are going to destroy everything is going to melt is going to be burnt up is going to vanish there is no place to for them to stay but lord we are not hopeless you are mighty god powerful god who is going to create again and you are going to create new heavens and the new earth for us where righteousness is going to dwell and where you will be enthroned and we are going to be living in that place and we don't need the sun we don't need the stars we don't need the moon because you are going to be our light and we praise you we worship you jesus for the hope that you have given us but i pray right now that you will speak to our hearts and lord help us to be committed to share the gospel with somebody with at least one person a day give us grace to stop by and ask them to ask them the question excuse me sir have you been saved if you die tonight will you go to heaven i just want you to respond to this dangerous times when the 40% of the world population do not know christ what is your response would you like to share the gospel with somebody would you like to live for christ would you like to have eternity in your heart and live for god if that's what you want to do and you say i want hazen is coming by sharing the gospel just stand where you are i want to ask the lord to touch you and fill you with the spirit so that you will not forget it to share the gospel with somebody risha kara vasaro mahasaraste kara sandarano rokosavarnastu shakabarano rahasere kere rabahana sandaro rabasakta koroni shakarabarano rahasakta kereni rahasandarano roboro sokorobornaste shavaran sandarastu rehasakta kere mahasakroni thank you lord for children who are responding because they are your children who want to have eternity in their heart and live for you and i pray that that eternity will touch them right now holy spirit i want you to come with power upon them 
And I pray that their vision will be clear. When they see people, let them see the lost people. And I pray, give them that compassionate heart that you yourself had. That compassion moved you to do miracles, moved you to open the eyes of the blind, moved, oh God, moved you to heal the lame people. That compassion, oh God, Father, I pray, give us that compassion this morning. Give us your heart. Give us your heart. Give us your heart. So that, Lord Father, we will be able to share this gospel with somebody who is perishing. Somebody who does not know you. I pray, Holy Spirit, right now, that is what you, your, your job is, O Holy Spirit. You are here to convict people and to, uh, to uh, bring them into kingdom. So I pray, Holy Spirit, you will come with power upon your children. Fill them, refresh them, make their vision clear. And I pray, give them the power they need to come out of that uh, um, closet, to come out of that uh, protective layer around them. I pray they will be able to step out of the comfort zone to speak to somebody and say, excuse me, sir, are you saved? If you die tonight, will you go to heaven? I pray, give them the same spirit upon them. Put the same spirit upon them. This morning, refresh them now. Give them the power to the glory of your name. Thank you, Jesus, for doing it. We worship you, Lord. Bless you, God, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us at Omega. If you need prayer for healing or breakthrough, or simply to find out more, please head to our website or Facebook page in the links below.